It is so good to see you. Good to see you too, partner. All right, Scoop, I got to ask you the question. Bulls fans want to know what would be a good fit for the Bulls at number 18? Uh, it depends on who's available, man. Um, there's a cat that kind of everybody's kind of sleeping on. I don't know if he's going to be available or not. Uh, but uh, Jalen Williams out of uh, Santa Clara, he's kind of like the dark horse, played, you know, in a conference that nobody paid attention to it. From what he did in the combine, he's that he's dark horse that kind of shot up. If everybody wasn't paying attention, he might be available for them, and he'd be a great find. But I don't know if he's going to be available. Um, but he, he'd be a perfect fit. Other than that, to me, I don't know if there's anybody in the draft that's going to help them immediately right now. And there'll be a project down the line because I think the Bulls have so many other concerns. Mm. But, um, you know, you got a sharp out of Kentucky who's, I don't know where his status is going to be. I don't know if he's going to be around for 18, even though he didn't play well. I think he, you know, the talent that everybody says that he has, he may be a project waiting to happen. And you could, if I'm the Bulls and he's available at 18, I'd get him and treat him the same way that um, Portland treated, you know, uh, Anthony Simons. And just work with him and, and, and give him a couple of years and he could develop into something special. And then there's the big kid out of, uh, what you call it, um, Benedict out of Arizona. Who, if he's available, you know, uh, I like what I saw in him all through the season and what I saw from him, you know, in the tournament. Not that the rookie's going to give it to you, but they need somebody who's a dog. And also, to be honest with you, man, if he's available at 18, I'm not mad at Ochai from Kansas. He's a solid ball player. I think he uh, showed himself to be maybe too much of a system player in college playing at Kansas. But I think from an intelligence standpoint, from an athletic standpoint, and from somebody who has the potential to grow, because you looked at how he grew from his freshman year to what he became in his senior year, where he was in the conversation for national player of the year, and he got the MVP um, in the national championship, to me, there's something to be said about that when players go like that. And I'll throw a player out there, even though he doesn't play the same position, but uh, let's look at Jalen Brunson. As you're looking at somebody who grew, even though he did win the championship, you know, when he first got to Villanova as a freshman, it's kind of similar to what Ochai has done. You know, Jalen, you know, Brunson's last year there, he was national player of the year. You know, he had won another championship with Villanova. And you saw that growth. And so when Dallas got him, you see what he's grown into. So to me, one of the four players I mentioned may be available. And Ochai being the one I think will probably be available at 18, and unless the Bulls package something, I take a chance on him because I, I like his growth potential. That's where I was going to go next. Do you think there is any potential that – you could see them making a trade on draft night to maybe getting a, a better young prospect or even trying to get one of those proven veterans to bolster that roster. If their lead team sits down and really looks at what they need, then there's always a possibility. But to me, those possibilities are going to be based on two things. Who's available? Uh, who's interested in your pick and what you have to offer along with that pick? You know, you keep hearing, you know, Kobe White's name come up you know, uh, whatever package they put together with the 18, if there's teams interested in, in, in making that deal and you getting something in return that you know is going to help. And we have to find out what everybody else is doing. You know, picking 18 means that you have the ability to look to see what type of movement is happening during that draft before you pull the trigger on something. You know, other teams are going to make moves that could impact what you decide to do. So they have the luxury of 
you know, waiting because they had the 18th pick. But, Jared, to be honest with you, man, it's it's all on Mark and the tourists to find out what they want to do and if they really if they are really looking at that team. Because if you and I are really having a real true conversation right now about the Bulls, there's nobody in this draft. And I don't know if there's anybody from a free agent standpoint that is going to come along with the 18th pick that they can package with the 18th pick that's going to get them to where we hope they should be. And I'm saying that based on the fact that we look at what they did against elite teams and good teams during the season last year. What, what was their record in the second? What were they, 1-15 against teams with like 600-something? They did not play well against those teams, correct? Right? That's fair. Then you look at what happened to them against the Milwaukee Bucks in the playoffs. They lost to the Bucks without Chris Middleton. Without Chris Middleton. And they allowed a dude who basically had some a hand in throwing their whole season off the rails in Grayson Allen, and you let him do his thing to you in the playoffs. So, if, if, if like I said, if, they, if their leadership team is really talking, they need a dog. They need somebody, you know, and I'm not saying Zach's not one. I'm not saying DeMar's not one. I'm not saying Caruso's not one. I'm not even saying Pat Williams not one, but they're not enough dog. Mm. They need a dog that is still some type of pride and like we're not gonna lose to these teams. We're not gonna get there. Phoenix is not gonna come into the stadium and have a 40-point lead on us. We're not gonna let that happen. Do you just you know, mention- we're not gonna let Grayson Allen, who took 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 our man down, take us out. And we're not gonna let that happen. And that that player is not coming in the draft. So once again, if we're having a real conversation about the importance of the draft and what the Bulls are going to do, even if they package someone, yeah, that, that, that's all in the front office, man, to find out if they really have an honest conversation with what they need to try to get back in their mix because they're further away from being what we think they should be than we're even telling ourselves they need to be. I want to ask you seriously, in a playoff situation, are the Bulls able to even with whatever they pick or trade it, whatever they do, are they able to beat the Bucs? No. Are they able to beat the Miami Heat? Are they able to beat the Boston Celtics? Are they able to beat the Brooklyn Nets? Are they able to beat the Philadelphia 76ers? I'm asking you. No. Not as, okay. of, right, as of right now, the way that things are constructed, that, that can't happen. I, I, I'm with you on the dog t- sentiment. They need to find more dogs to be able to bring into this fight. So I, I'm, I'm with you there. But there's one guy that you mentioned, though, Scoop. And that is Zach Levine. And he's been the hot topic all summer long. With him and DeMar, with him and DeMar, with what DeMar did his first year in Chicago, the Bulls need Zach here in Chicago. Is this going to be a good marriage moving forward? Well, to be honest with you, that's on Billy Donovan. You know, it's it's on him to make it work. You know, we were able to see what – uh, Adoka was able to do with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown that uh, Brad Stevens wasn't able to do. He found a way to get them to elevate the team with them being the core. Now, I think the switch to Marcus Smart at the point guard really helped them out during the regular season. He became the quote-unquote Draymond Green of that team. I think they you know, weren't able to do what they wanted to do to get to the finals, but at least they got to the finals, something they had not done before. And you saw their core in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, you know, play together in a, at, at an elite level. 
that made them a tough team to beat, especially from a matchup situation at those two positions. There's nothing stopping the Bulls from having that same type of core together with those two, with DeMar and with Zach. But as I said before, Brad Stevens wasn't able to do it. Ime Adoku came in and made it happen. So to me, it's on Billy Donovan to make it work, especially if the players want to be here. And I shook my head because if I'm Zach, I know as a player in the National Basketball Association, you always want to at least find out what your value is. What your value is in the marketplace right now. And you don't use it as a, as a leverage situation. It's just, you know, it's not even ego. You just want to see what your value is to other teams, even though you don't want to leave. So I'm with Zach at least like, yeah, you know, I want to stay here, but it'd be nice just to see what it's like out there, you know, what my value is, just so I'll know. But I'm shaking my head because Zach should want to stay here because I think he has something with DeMar that with the right plan and with the right coaching can, can be just as special as what we saw in Boston. You know, but it just takes a matter of time and it takes a matter of, of, of having a plan in effect of how we're going to build these two together. Once again, we saw it happen in Boston this year with the coaching change. And I'm not saying Billy Donovan needs to leave. I'm just saying he needs to find a way to concentrate and build on that now that he knows that he has it in place. Yeah, I think about it too. There's more rumors, though, Scoop, when you start thinking about it and, and reading uh, the Rudy Gobert rumors as well. You, you paying that any mind? At this, here's the thing, man. We, man, look. We tell lies in the media and make up stories in the media now that is, you know, it's hard to believe and what not to believe. Uh, so as a member of the media, I try to, I try not to pay attention to anything, but I know at some point something has to be true. So with the Rudy Gobert thing, I, I think there's conversations. And I think at this point in time, when you're dealing with a draft coming up and free agency coming up right behind it, that there's always conversations, but conversations don't mean anything, you know, because what we're talking about is somebody putting a ring on somebody's finger, right? Because that's really what it is when you're trying to sign somebody. You're going into a marriage with them. You're putting a ring on somebody's finger. These rumors is basically talking to somebody at a bar. <laughs> All you're doing right now is just talking nonsense because he or her is cute in that moment. Now, we're not saying it's not happening, but it's not going to lead to anything. That ain't, that's not just because you're talking to somebody sexy or cute at the bar that you're attracted to in that moment and you're buying them drinks does not mean you want to put a ring on it. And that's kind of the way I treat all the rumors and everything around this time of year in the NBA. They're just, you know, a bunch of, you know, people sitting at the bar having conversations with each other, talking mess because they can. <laughs> that's, that's really all it is. But here, and, and the reason I say this is because and I always go back to this as a member of the media and how we always like get away with telling stuff because nobody in this game is checking us for sources anymore. We have been allowed to get away without naming sources. So it doesn't necessarily have to, doesn't necessarily have to be a scout that we're getting information from. Doesn't necessarily have to be someone from, you know, uh, in a position of VP of operations or president of operations or, you know, it doesn't even have to be somebody who's a video coordinator. It could be anybody that is collecting a check from their organization that we can use as a source and print whatever they say. That's it. Or, you know, go on camera and say whatever they say. You know, I got it from a source. It's so loose right now that we in the media are allowed to spin stories just to keep conversations going. But I'm saying all that to say this. Remember the Kawhi Leonard situation? Yeah. Like, like when he left San Antonio and ended up in Toronto 
and nobody, all the, everybody, everybody in our business, Jared, everybody in our business was on Kawhi Leonard watch and where he was going. And nobody saw Toronto coming. So I'm saying that to say, a lot of times we don't know what the hell we're talking about <laughs> at all. <laughs> well, listen, man, before I let you get out of here, I got to ask you everything that we talked about of what they're going to do in the draft to the Zach stuff, Rudy Gobert, and in the Eastern Conference, how, how far is this team from winning the East, you think? Woo, my goodness. I'll say winning the East, like – Winning the East and being in the NBA Finals. Is that what you're asking? Yes, sir. I'm talking about be, at least getting there to, to the, oh, the finals. Oh, yeah, oh, playing, yeah, like playing in the Eastern Conference Getting finals. past the first round and being a true contender in the East with all the beasts that are in the East right now. I think they're two years away from playing in, possibly playing in the Eastern Conference semifinals. That's next season and the season after that. I think they'll have a better showing um, during the regular season this season. Um, and I think they, I could see them, unless some drastic, you know, thing happens, you know, before the trade deadline, that they may get bounced in the first round. It won't be as embarrassing as it was this year. You know, they were challenging. They won't be in, you know, that, that, that series should have been done in four, but you know, they'll they'll compete. They'll push. They'll push a team to a hard six or a seven game this time in the first round. And then the next year after that, I could see them making shifts, you know, players getting more comfortable, uh, coaching staff understanding what they got, and them actually being angry and feeling that they're underachieved and they know they can play better. And I see them, once again, two years from now, not next season, but the season after that, probably getting into the Eastern Conference semifinals and maybe challenge you to get to the final bracket. But overall, for them to, for, to them to get to the finals, I think it's a three-year project. I really do. That's what's up, man. Well, hey, Scoop, I appreciate you, man. No doubt, man. Be good. Thanks, Jake. All right, peace.